Hi, and welcome to the Country Hope Church podcast. We're based in regional Queensland with locations in Chinchilla, Gainda, Jandawi, and Meandara. We hope you enjoy this episode and we invite you to join us for a Sunday service. For full details, head to our website, www.countryhope.church. I hope you all had a good week. I want to tell you about two guys who had a really bad day at work. Uh, one was a pastor, one was his offsider. Just trying to do good, as pastors mostly do. Uh, they'd actually helped a lady who had a serious problem in her life. They'd helped her, they'd set her free. Uh, but then their actions were misinterpreted and they were falsely accused of stuff. They were then brought into the public square of the, the city they were in so that everyone could see them. They were accused. Then the magistrate, the guy that was judging uh, in the town square, decided they needed to be embarrassed, so he stripped them and ordered them to be beaten with rods without any trial, just because someone made an accusation against them. So then they were beaten continually for ages with rods. Um, you can imagine the pain they were in. Then they were told you're going into prison now and these charges brought against you uh, it's actually a capital crime so this might be your last night in jail Um, how do you respond to that all they did was help someone they just did something nice and then someone brought a false charge and it all now that's a bad day at work I've never had a bad day like that not that bad anyway and so how do you respond to that because they were sitting in jail confined in the pitch darkness there was no light they were in chains they were in a lot of pain physical pain Uh, they had the threat of death hanging over them they had the emotional pain of what had just happened they'd done nothing wrong how do you respond to that what's your mindset you're in the worst possible situation under the worst of circumstances and you're feeling about the worst you've ever felt physically how do you respond to that You can't always control what happens to you, but you can always control how you respond. Your response is key in this situation. This scenario actually happened to a guy called Paul and his offside Silas in the city of Philippi 2,000 years ago. You can read about it in Acts 16 in the Bible. Last week we started a sermon series called I Choose to Praise. And we looked at the life of David through the prism of Psalm 145. These are some of the words that David wrote in Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you. Now that is easy when you're having a good day. Every day I'll praise you. But what about the day when you are beaten, humiliated, thrown into prison? How about that day? Every day I will praise you. Make my mouth speak, praise God. Let every creature praise his holy name. David made the choice to praise God no matter what the circumstance because there's power in praise. Today we're going to look at this incident with Paul and Silas. Um, I'm going to read it to you. But don't just let these be words that we hear in the Bible. Actually try put yourself in their sandals 2,000 years ago. Imagine this is you as I read it through going, through going through this story. Just to set the scene, uh, Philippi was a, a major city in northern Greece. It was a Roman city. 
So that meant that it was run by Romans, for Romans. The two governors in charge of Philippi were elected from Rome. And it was a city that was mostly populated by retired Roman soldiers. So this is a really pro-Roman city. And that fact plays a part in the whole story. So keep that in mind as I read this. This is Acts 16. Now, like I said, imagine you're there as a witness to all this. As we're going to the place of prayer, this is Luke writing. He was actually there at the time. So on their way to church, we were met by a slave girl who had the spirit of divination and bought her own as much gain by fortune telling. She followed Paul and all of us crying out, these men are servants of the most high God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. Now that's a pretty good advertisement for you. This girl yelling that out all the way. And she kept doing this for many days. Paul, having become greatly annoyed by this, (laughs) I love that little bit there, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, These men are Jews, and they're disturbing our city. They advocate customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to accept or practice. Now, that's a key thing. They're in a Roman city that's very pro-Roman, and the accusation is they're advocating customs that aren't for us Romans, and that was a capital offence. If you try force people to to, uh, uh, do things that aren't Roman in a Roman city, you're at risk of execution. The crowd joined in attacking them. So now they've got everyone attacking them. And the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in stocks. A couple of things about this passage. Uh, We've got some pictures of Philippi, actually. Uh, Philippi is an unusual city in that it wasn't built upon once it was destroyed. And what we're actually looking at is the Roman city of Philippi. Go to the next one, Matthew. This is the actual marketplace that Paul and Silas were dragged to. If you were there in that marketplace 2,000 years ago, you would have seen the whole thing happen. Go to the next one, Maxie. That's the jail. You can actually go into the jail that Paul and Silas were put into. It's set into the the side of a hill there. So the inner part of the jail was actually in underneath the soil, underneath the ground, um, and it was you couldn't escape from it. It was inescapable. And if you go down there at night, it's actually um, uh, pitch black. There's no light at all. Uh, someone had their iPhone. That's a picture of Paul and Silas in jail. That's when the lights are on. Uh, the, girl, the second thing about this passage, the girl with the spirit of, of divin, divination, she actually was yelling out the truth. She was yelling out, these men have, are from the Most High God and they have a message of salvation for you all. She was actually yelling the truth uh, for several days. But then Paul cast the demon out of her because he's really annoyed with her. I find that fascinating. She's yelling the truth that these men have the way of salvation. But Paul got so annoyed that he cast the demon out. Uh, In the passage, it also says they were beaten with rods. This is a typical punishment for a non-Jew, non-Roman, sorry. Uh, One of the accusations made is these men are Jewish and they're advocating non-Roman customs. And so the punishment for that was to be beaten with rods. And so they were again and again and again. So put yourself in their sandals, like I said. How do you respond to this? 
You've been falsely accused, beaten, humiliated. All those things. You're in the middle of this prison. This is what it says. About midnight. So this is in the pitch black. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Other versions say, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and they were singing their praises to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. Think about that for a moment. Their response to everything that had happened that day wasn't negativity. Their response was, we're going to praise God and pray to him. We're going to give him our worship. This is a place of worship in the middle of that prison, in the middle of the the dark and the chained up with all those wounds. This is amazing. They chose praise. Why did they choose praise? What was their mindset that instead of thinking what a bad day we've had and feeling negative and worried about the next day, what was their mindset that they could actually praise God in that prison? The truth is they were comfortable that God was in control. They'd lost control of everything. They were now at the mercy of the magistrates of the town. They'd been beaten and humiliated. Their choices were gone. They had no control whatsoever. But their reaction showed, I'm not in control, but I know God is. And so I can relax in this situation and I can give him praise. The Apostle Paul wrote elsewhere in the Bible. He wrote a couple of interesting things to the church at Philippi. So they actually, when all this went down and they finally got out of prison, they actually set up a church at Philippi and he wrote a letter to them. Listen to some of the things he said to them. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or want. I can get through any situation because of him who gives me strength. He also said, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, even when you're in jail in Philippi, by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. They were comfortable to let God be God, and I'll just praise him anyway. He also wrote in Romans 8, and we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. What shall we say? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or the sword? Paul could have actually been thinking about this episode in Philippi as he wrote that. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You see, Paul didn't write these verses as theory. He wrote them as, I've been through this. And I know that when I choose to praise God in that situation, what I'm actually saying is, God, I surrender all. All to you, I give it to you. And I rest in you. He actually lived this out in his life. And in that cell with Silas, in pain from the beating, In the dark, not knowing his future, he put his hope in God. I know things will work out. I know that he is in control. I know that I can rest in him and just praise him. It's easy to say that in your head when things are good, but when you're in this situation, it's another to live it out. But it wasn't just a passive belief. This is what I love. He wasn't sitting in the prison thinking, God, in theory, you're in control, so I'll just wait and hope. It wasn't just a passive faith. It was an active faith. God, I believe you're in control. I believe that you're in charge of this situation. And in response to that, I will praise you. 
I will do something active to show my faith. He made a positive decision. Everything will work out. You're in control. I'm in your hands. Therefore, I praise you. It was an active faith that said, I will do something positive in this situation. I won't passively wait and hope. With faith in my heart, I will act in a positive way. And that's a key. Faith isn't just waiting passively. Faith is taking steps forward positively, posit- with positivity. Faith says, I will praise you anyway. Faith says, I'm not going to sit in the fetal position and hope. Faith says, I will give you praise in this situation. I will take positive steps. And Paul and Silas here were so comfortable that God was in control that they praised him. They also knew that other prisoners were listening to them. I love the words here. It says, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing praises to God while the other prisoners listened. Now, you can read that and you can think, of course they listen. They've got no choice. They're in prison. They can't run away. They have to listen. But the actual word that Luke used when he wrote this account is a, is a really um, intense word. And what it means is they were intensely listening. They were leaning in and intensely concentrating on everything that Paul and Silas were saying. For Paul and Silas, this wasn't just, I'm in jail. This was, we now have the opportunity to share the gospel. And so we're going to do it because that's why we've come here to Philippi. And we're confined to this jail, but we're still surrounded by people and we're going to share the gospel with our praise, with our worship. And so they took the opportunity to enlarge God's kingdom. I'm going to praise him and I'm going to be a witness for him and we're going to sing and praise. And the prisoners were listening intently. I bet they'd never heard anything like that in prison. Probably lots of negativity but never anything so positive and life-giving. And Paul and Silas, they chose to praise. And the other prisoners were listening intently as they did that. They were comfortable that God was in control. They wanted to be a witness of God's grace and his power in that prison. And they just wanted to. They just wanted to praise him. It was their lifestyle. They'd made a decision. I will praise him no matter the circumstance. And they just wanted to praise him. I love that old hymn we sang today, I Surrender All. As I was reading the words on the screen, I realised how powerful those words are. All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. I surrender all. Worldly pleasures, I'll forsake them. I surrender all. The guy that wrote that about 120 years ago, he came to a point in his life where he had to choose. I go this way, which is good business. It's a good business decision and I will make money. I go this way and give it all to God. And that night that he made the decision, the song came to him and he wrote the words, I surrender all transformed his life he became an evangelist for God saw many people saved you see when you make the decision I surrender all you just want to praise him when you're hanging on to stuff that doesn't matter and now you're in prison and it's dark and you've been beaten you feel defeated but when you've given it all to him there's nothing can defeat you you make the decision to praise And for Paul and Silas, they'd sung those words, I surrender all, and it actually meant something. And so in that prison, beaten, humiliated, 
and facing death, they sang hymns and praised God. So what happened? It says about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were leaning and listening intently. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the very foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened. When the jailer woke and he saw the prison doors were open, he drew his sword to kill himself because he knew that they'd all escaped. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, don't harm yourself for we were all here. And the jailer called for the lights and he rushed in, trembling with fear, and he fell down at the feet of Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Because this is remarkable. And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, and you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all in his house. And that same hour he took them, he washed their wounds, and and he was baptized at once, he and his whole family. Then he brought them up to his house and he put food before them and he rejoiced with his entire household that he had believed in God. This is incredible. Here we have Paul and Silas in prison with an uncertain future in pain, like I said, but they were building an atmosphere of praise. They were building an atmosphere when, where miracles can occur. They were building, they were engaging in spiritual warfare where the atmosphere was being built, where God could move, where there was an expectation of God moving, and we have the earthquake and the doors being opened. But to me, that's not the miracle. That's great that the doors and the earthquake, and, but that's not the major miracle. That only allowed the major miracle to happen. Think about this. The foundations of the prison were shaken. Everyone's bonds were released. The door came open. Now, any prison in the world at any time in history, if everyone's bonds are released and the prison door is open, 100% of the time the prisoners will run. Uh, This is their chance to escape. This is our way out. And and the the thing that in this story is none of the prisoners ran. They were free to run. They were free to escape. This was their chance. They all stayed put. Now, that is a major miracle. The jailer came and he said, I know they're gone. And Paul said, not one of us have left. So these guys that were in prison with Paul and Silas, who were listening intently to everything that they were saying, when their chance came, they chose not to escape. Think about the atmosphere in the prison, an atmosphere of negativity, of death, of fear. Paul and Silas, with their praise, changed the whole atmosphere of the prison. So that when the opportunity came for them to escape, they didn't. They stayed put. And the jailer's life was saved as a result. What prisoner wouldn't escape jail when he has the chance? A prisoner who realises the atmosphere in the jail is life-giving. There is something special about this. And to me, that's the major miracle that they didn't leave, that no prisoner made a run for it. Praise can create an atmosphere where faith can be built and life-giving faith can be built so that what is negative is turned into a positive and the prisoners didn't run. Praise changed those around Paul and Silas. It changed their attitude, their perception, their behaviour was changed because Paul and Silas chose praise. In that place of relentless negativity... Paul and Silas's attitude of praise completely transformed the prisoners. They didn't run. 
Maybe you find yourself working in an environment of harsh negativity. Choose to praise God. You can change the atmosphere. Maybe at school you're in a, in a classroom where everything is negative. Choose to praise because praise changes the atmosphere and can change the people around you. Maybe in your life you're surrounded by, by negativity and it just feels like everything is coming down. Maybe you're surrounded by negative people who try to drag you down. Don't lecture them. Praise God and see how he can change the atmosphere and he can change people. He can turn people from being negative and fearful into, I want part of this. This is life-giving. And the prisoners didn't run. How do you change the people around you? Not by lecturing them, but by simply praising God. I will praise him with my life. I surrender all to him and I will change the atmosphere around me because I praise God. The miracle was the prisoners didn't run. The second miracle is, as a result, the jailer and his family were saved. I wonder if that was the basis for the new church at Philippi. I wonder what happened to the prisoners who didn't run. I wonder if they were saved as well. I wonder if they became the mainstays of the church. All these things I wonder, but I know that all of this happened simply because Paul and Silas chose to praise. That jailer and his whole family became Christians that very night because they chose to praise. You see, their decision had consequences they couldn't even realise. And when they're in that prison, in pain, in the dark, not knowing their future, they had the choice. How do we respond to this? Do we respond with negativity? Do we respond with uh, poor me? Do we respond with fear? Do we re- How do we respond to this negative situation? They responded with praise and it created a series of miracles that saw the prisoners change that saw families added to the kingdom of God, that was wholly spectacular. Then the story goes on the next morning when the magistrates brought them out and said, we're going to let you go because all this stuff has happened. And, and Paul and Silas said, we're actually Roman citizens, so you had no right to beat us and throw us into jail. Then the magistrates were really scared then because they'd done all this to Roman citizens. They didn't know. And you can read the story. They basically let them go and said, please don't say anything negative. And then a great church was born in Philippi. You see, their decision on how they reacted to their situation put things in motion that saw a great church planted there. God's kingdom will always advance. What I'm called to do is whatever the situation, respond with praise. God, I surrender all, I choose to praise you. Because whatever, situ- whatever decision we make will result in consequences. And if I'm negative, if I'm all down on this, if I'm shaking my fist at God saying, how dare you, if I'm responding with that sort of thing, it will have consequences on the people around me. But as I respond with God I surrender to you and I praise you I choose to praise it has consequences that we can't even imagine I choose to praise David said every day I choose to praise even when it's tough 
I choose to praise. Even, even when I'm going through it, I choose to praise. Even when I'm feeling emotionally spent, I choose to praise because I surrender all to Jesus. I choose to praise. Why don't you stand with me? We're going to pray. As I was writing this sermon this week and thinking and praying about it, I really did think about what happened to those prisoners. I wish Luke told us. Like I said, I got a feeling that they were the basis for a great church at Philippi. Our decisions regarding our faith have ripple effects we can't even imagine. I surrender all. I choose to praise no matter what. And I build an atmosphere where miracles can happen, where people can be set free, where I can know his fullness in my life as I make the decision to praise. Let's pray. Lord, I'm so thankful that you are in charge. Lord, I'm so thankful that I'm in your hands, that you've saved me and you've put me to this place and you've, you've put destiny on my life. God, I pray that I would surrender all, truly that I'd surrender all, that I would give you my dreams, my hopes, all the stuff I own. I pray that it would be for your kingdom. I pray that my attitudes, my perceptions, my opinions would, would align with your kingdom. And God, I want to tell you again today, I surrender all. And God, I pray that when I'm in those situations where I've got to decide what I'm going to do, how I'm going to respond. I pray that I would always respond with praise to you because I've surrendered all. In the good, in the bad, in the scary. God, I surrender to you and I praise you. And I pray that as we make that decision in our own life, that we would see it doesn't just change us, it changes the people around us. And you can do miracles in other people's lives as we choose to praise. And your kingdom can advance and, and people's lives can be changed and great churches can be built as we make the choice to surrender and praise you. So God, work on my heart. Lord, I pray where there's a chance I can be negative, Holy Spirit, that you would prompt me and I would praise you. I pray during the tough times, I would praise you. I pray no matter what the situation, Holy Spirit, you would help me make the decision to praise you. I surrender all once again today in Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Country Hope Church podcast and that this episode blessed you. If you've got any questions or prayer requests, please don't hesitate to contact us through our email, connect at countryhope.church. If you'd like to subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode, that would be fantastic. Otherwise, we hope to see you either online or in person at some point soon.